Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. do the to do the interview oh you mean like separate well yeah but but they they could you want to get going yeah let's get going because i got i got i got a 6 30 i got it okay okay hold on i'm gonna mute you guys and get started we'll start with tell alan to get his ears alan need you on headphones sir here we go from studio a in podcast village upper georgetown washington dc This is the best political talk show you've never heard of. It's Backroom Politics with your host and moderator, Justin Russell. Hey, out there in Radio Land, it is time for the best political podcast you've never downloaded. Uh, In studio with me, I have uh, to my left the former State Department communications guru we know as Aaron Harbaugh. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Justin. And across from me, he is the former Undersecretary of Commerce for International Trade, the one we know as the Honorable Alan Moore. Hello, Alan. Hello. And to my, across at my 130, we'll call it, he is the Democratic political operative and bar licensed attorney in the great state of Maryland and District of Columbia's Dan Lutner Esquire. You weren't a navigator in the Coast Guard, were you? Well, I, I was actually. <laughs> it was, I, yeah, I think it's more like was. two o'clock here. Uh, no, but, no, uh, if I'm if I'm sitting like this, you're like at my one thirty. Yes, as you rotate the the, the bow of the ship, the angle d- differs. Shocker on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh my god! Yeah, here we go. The uh, behind the glass, we have Charlie Bernie, our proprietor I'm and here. host here, and of course Emma, the engineer, keeping us honest. She's uh, here, and uh, Maddie, the engineer, Emma, the producer, and Maddie, the engineer, keeping us honest back behind the glass too. Thanks, Emma. Thanks, Maddie. Uh, it's uh, we record this on a Tuesday, which means that it's probably somebody's putting paper inside a ballot box, or depending on where you're from. If you're from Iowa, you're getting counted and not getting reported. It That was a complete and total fiasco. In case you missed it, uh, it took them um, a week, Dan, to get 100% calculation on the total results. Uh, we just got those as of recording day today, where they said Pete Buttigieg won by 26.3%. Bernie Sanders, not 20, by with or with twenty three uh, twenty six point three percent. Bernie Sanders got twenty six point two percent, and then everybody else following behind. Well, to be clear, that's of the pledged delegates, not necessarily the actual the turnout. 
because for the first time ever, because Iowa thought, hey, let's make this even more confusing, uh, they decided to report the actual turnout of voters, in which case Bernie, uh, the numbers for Bernie look to be 6,000 uh, higher than everyone else. However, because of reporting errors and and if you've ever seen one of these caucuses, counting the human beings right. is its own so, thing. Uh, <laughs> so here's a question. Here's a question, Dan. Is so Joe Joe Biden's campaign, if I'm and, and obviously you would know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was reported by a couple of sources as being the first one that kind of questioned the integrity of the results that were coming in. How did that come about? Um, if you're well, talking first because the phone happened to ring first, it's everyone questioned it. The, right. the whole thing was a mess. What, what, um, what the, in your view happened? The IDP did a horrendous job. IDP being the, in, the, the Iowa, Iowa Democratic, Democratic Party. Party uh, did a terrible job of both training people, coming, uh, installing a, a an additional step in the process, which was a solution in search of a problem, which, by the way, created a problem, which is it, th- this app, which was – just foolishly conceived um, on its face. Add to that, um, there is now also the credible reporting of the of the trolls on on the Republican side that also apparently decided to jam up the phone lines that were the backup plan for reporting. But that still doesn't leave the IDP off the hook because one of the other backup plans about taking pictures of the actual tabulation uh, sheets that to send to a dedicated email address at the IDP, which was, by the way, not checked for more than a day. So <laughs> which error of problems would you like to address first? It all basically lands squarely at the feet of the IDP um, and therefore then leading to all these other conspiracy theories, which the Bernie folks were happy to start uh, talking about. And then, of course, add to, yes, while nowhere near as loud or, or as fervent as, as the right-wing right. uh, loony bin crew, uh, the left did, of course, chime in with Sheila Jackson Lee. I'm sorry I'm going to use her name there because uh. she, is, she is just that wonderful, said, I think the Russians were involved there. Let me be clear. Uh. The Iowa Democratic Party has nothing to do with the Russians. The IDP did Ukraine? this on their was own. It, Ukraine? <laughs> yeah. no, it, was, it was China. It was China or a 400-pound guy in in a basement It wasn't hot part pockets. of a, 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 a disinformation campaign? No, it was no. not. Okay. Um, Alan Moore, the, everybody now is saying that this makes the caucus and Iowa should not be the first state to do a caucus, which both should be obsolete and taken away. Is that fair in this well, instance? Yeah, and we talked about this last week quite a bit, saying if, if, if one thing... The one thing we were all unified in, in or united in predicting was that this will be the last time that Iowa plays this role in a future in a and, and in when a we recorded contest. and when we recorded no, last we, week we didn't know what was going to be the how outcome. bad it was going yeah. to be that is that that's correct but when they couldn't even get the result um, uh, and still. There's a little bit of a question, and, and Dan pointed out that this year they decided that that reporting the raw vote along with the delegate count would be a good thing, and what that gave us was Bernie Sanders claiming to have been the victor, and it had it had in in Iowa because he actually had more votes, but not as many delegates, and it and it and it was uh, the refrain that we got. Last presidential election from Hillary Clinton, she had more votes, but didn't win the election. Yeah. So, but it, but she could certainly 
claim uh, victory, um, un- but but unfortunately she was not uh, uh, allowed to take the well, office. Real quick, so I do need to have one clarification. As far, I did get a chance to see all the campaigns at work, and and those who were on the Democratic team and those who were not. Um, there, in where I was, I was based in Dubuque, Iowa. Got to know some of the other campaign staffs a little bit, and just uh, talking to them. The only campaign that did not play nice with others at all uh, was Team Bernie, um, which is a problem that is not going to go away anytime soon. But also something to make note of: in mild defense of the IDP and a shot at, at Bernie Sanders himself. Uh, normally, I'll, normally I'll take a shot at his campaign, not the candidate. But the candidate who is not was not a Democrat until he was running for president last time promptly dropped out of the Democratic Party after not being the nominee last time and then jumping back into the Democratic Party, not realizing exactly how hard it is to maintain party structures in the offseason. It is real work. The presidential cycle comes around once every four years. There's a lot of work on the ground in in not just all 50 states, but smaller Democratic parties and cities and counties throughout this country, for the team Bernie to sit there and talk about the Democratic Party not being representative of him when he'd been a Democrat for about 15 minutes is a is a problem and ignores how hard it is to do this stuff. Does, yes, there are this, some professionals that do this, but everyone else of the I believe it's 1,600 caucuses throughout Iowa. They're all but, volunteers, but dude, every this, last one of them. But doesn't this go towards a larger problem in the Democratic Party that, you know, with with the, the, the upswing of Bernie, the upswing of Mayor Pete, uh, even Klobuchar is seeing a big uptake going into New Hampshire. Is, is you there, mean democracy is allowing people to rise and but, fall but, with but, the tides but of the public? Does, does, what? No, no, but what I'm saying is, I, I guess, is, doesn't this expose a bigger problem inside the Democratic Party that they cannot control the message? The message is being controlled by Bernie saying, this is rigged, this is rigged against me, and we don't hear Tom Perez or anybody The Republican Party is currently being run by somebody that 16 other candidates the, thought I'm talking was, about the Democratic Party. I, I, I understand that. And a scant three years ago, the Republican Party got taken out by a guy who everyone else on the stage said was not competent to be president. Yes, the, the Republican Party establishment lost lost everything to Donald Trump. The Democratic Party, as is the case every, Alan, every campaign Alan, cycle, gets redefined by who the candidates are and whoever whoever the cream is that rises from the crop. I mean, now, Team it, Bernie has an argument out there, and his vote and his supporters have a legitimate gripe. And he, the, Team Bernie also has a legitimate point to be made as far as how he's getting so, his contributions and how he's been running his campaign. All, right, but, all of that's legitimate. Right, Alan, I mean, Alan Moore, to me... It seems like uh, Bernie's pushing all the right buttons. His ground game is amazing. His grassroots politicking is old school enough to get a lot of the younger people excited against uh, with him. Uh, it just seems that I mean, which is the I mean, which is the bigger issue for the Dems? The fact that Bernie is showing the success that he has, uh, although he finished second in Iowa, or is it the fact that? That Bernie is driving the message, and the rest of the party's having to play catch up. Well, it, it's still really early, and you know we talk about how how well Bernie's doing, or came in second. He had a he had this time 
about half the number of votes he had last time. Right. He had about almost half last time against Hillary Clinton. It was it, they were really but, close, and he had about twenty five percent this time. Now there's a lot more candidates. A lot more candidates, but and the, the numbers were flat compared from. There were about the, the, about similar, the same similar number about of total, same, but split total up against, right. participants, and so you know you can say he almost won, but he almost won with half the number of votes that he had four years ago. He's right. got enthusiasm. Um, as uh, Dan had this close-up look of how things were on the ground, which I found fascinating, some of the information he was sharing over the course of the week of who was well-organized, who played well with others, even today talking about how you know the Bernie folks uh, – Looked a little different, acted a little different. Um, I don't give the, the candidate a free pass right. uh, for uh, for how his uh, how his operate how, how his organization functions. It's sort of like blaming staff of, of governors and senators uh, for mistakes that uh, that the person at the right. top made. Um, right. But it's fascinating to kind of reflect on it and and to think about the impact. Right. That but something like that can have on 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 national elections. Yeah. So, and, and Dan, please do not take this the wrong way when I ask this question. It's not a dig at at, at Biden, but uh, well, actually, let me. I'll ask you the question. I was going to go to Aaron, but I'll go to Aaron next. Is 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 it surprising that? Well, let me let me rephrase it. Which is the bigger issue? Is it the fact that we're seeing the upsurge of Mayor Pete and Amy Klobuchar in Iowa, or is it the fact that it seems the Biden camp, I mean, I don't want to say that they're hemorrhaging, but they, they can't seem to maintain traction. Which which is the bigger well, the thing is, politics is politics is hard. So going back to uh, two thousand, the two thousand seven cycle, John McCain was left for dead. Um, so much so that he was having a wildly difficult time raising uh, money. Raising money. There was a famous picture of him flying coach uh, to a a political event halfway across the country because right. his campaign was was trying to save save dollars wherever it could. Um, so yeah, the Biden campaign most certainly is is, is having its challenges. However, uh, Joe. Biden, from the point he jumped in the race, became an instant front runner, and thus had the 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 target on his back as front runners do. The mayor Pete is now enjoying part of that front runner status, and lo and behold, um, he's now trying to answer some some hard questions about his uh, two terms as mayor of South Bend, Indiana. And that's fine. That's part of what the national vetting process is. Uh, Amy Klobuchar in the last debate kind of gave him. The, the nice little bit of chin music where she, <laughs> where she's pointed out what, that Mayor Pete would have rather been home watching cartoons rather than watch the the impeachment trials. Uh, so yeah, that's politics is tough business, and that was a little bit of uh, noise to make sure that people understood exactly how young he is. And by the way, he's the was a former mayor of a town of uh, was a hundred and sixty thousand, um, something over a hundred. Yeah. So. so. The that, that which is a different creature than Mayor Bloomberg, who is a mayor of the city that is the center of the financial so, world. So of, that, of, that, that is wait, relevant wait, government experience. And of Mayor Obama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Oh, oh wait. So the uh, it, th- there's there's a lot at play now. Amy Klobuchar is going to be next through the ringer since she is now also enjoying an an, an ups uh, surge. So as is proper during the during the cycle, everything should get tested. The the voters should get a chance to see what it is not only these candidates are made out of, but what how how they respond in those situations, and also a legitimate look at what their record has been to this point. Uh, the Styers and the Andrew Yangs of the world are kind of floating out there. Uh, I suspect Styers' billionaire lane is going to get knocked off by Bloomberg with a quickness. And Andrew but, Yang but has the, been talking that, economics, that up, which is kind of the, his own thing. Yeah, but that br- that brings up a, a, a bigger issue is, you know, we just had going from the Iowa fiasco into what's happening in New Hampshire. Uh, Aaron, we saw the the Democrats line up on on stage in New Hampshire for the final debate before the New Hampshire primaries, the 300-pound gorilla in the room is obviously Michael Bloomberg, who was not on stage. Is is this quickly becoming everybody, you know, chasing the ghost of Michael Bloomberg? Is he is he that much of a factor in everybody else looking over their shoulder? I don't know if we really have a good precedent for this kind of candidate. I mean, Dan would or an actual a, billionaire a, running for president. Better, no, 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 no. <laughs> but 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 his his role or, or non-role in this, um, you know, and obviously there was uh, those those recordings that were released today. It will be interesting to see how those remarks. Be clear out. the recording's about stop and stop frisk and frisk. Yeah, right, right. I mean, and and um, you know the racial um, undertones. Obviously, I, I think that 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 could send his campaign in another direction. Yeah, Alan, Alan Moore. I mean, I, is is this? I I don't think I don't think they're looking over their shoulders yet at at Bloomberg because they're all fighting among themselves. But when when it filters out a little bit after the next uh, after the next after South Carolina and Nevada, and we probably are down to maybe three live ones still, that Bloomberg continues to get larger and larger. And and we had to But he doesn't two. have to show up on stage. Well, it, he's he's now, they're, they're changing the rules. I think in Nevada he's going to be on the stage because they've modified uh, the, the, the rules for qualification because they think, and I, I agree with the, the Democratic Party on this one, this guy is now up in the 14, 15% range, potentially nationally, and he's he's here to stay. He doesn't have to go worry about raising money. Um, we need to get him up on stage. We need to see how he does um, in, uh, uh, in, in, the, in the heat of the moment um, and in, get him into the arena directly. Um, but I don't right now they're worrying about each other. Because they want to be one of those who is is in the top two or three um, in in a in another month uh, on March third or maybe or March fourth after Super Tuesday. That's when you'll really start thinking a lot about Bloomberg because presumably he'll still still be in it unless unless somebody emerges. Doesn't look like I think he's so in now that this isn't going to happen. That remember he got in here in the first place because he started getting nervous that somebody who was not Joe Biden. No, well he 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 would have been happy I think with Biden had Biden done had had Biden done better. Right. Um, but it was clear that Biden was stumbling. Right. Um, and 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 I think he got really worried about Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders in right. particular. 
and and what they might try to do to the country and whether they would succeed in beating Trump, which again is Bloomberg's right. primary objective. And Bloomberg, Bloomberg's going to bankroll this thing, whether he gets a nomination or not. He's already made that clear. But here's 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 the question I've got for you, Dan: is is the Klobuchar factor? Is Klobuchar literally went into New Hampshire? With a four million dollar raise between Friday night, the Friday before, which was debate night, and walking into New Hampshire on this past Monday, it, what is it? Because because Amy Klobuchar to me doesn't fit into that mold of somebody who would just generate that much buzz that quickly in a Democratic Party this kind of parsed. Um. So I will be more politically correct in, in, in my analysis here, uh, but I also don't want to de- do demean at all uh, Amy Klobuchar's campaign. Um, to be clear, I and I was my analysis on the ground still stands. Amy Klobuchar's campaign has played error-free baseball. Both the candidate, her campaign, and her communications team have essentially done everything right. Now they haven't they haven't been the target of much wrath thus far. I mean, but that's still a, been that's still been pretty impressive since other campaigns have made mistakes that were entirely unforced I mean, errors, i.e., Elizabeth Warren. Is it now is this a, part uh, of? Hold on, let let, 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 I'm, I'm answering your question here, Justin. Okay, go ahead. So part of her rise, and this is the 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 now more politically correct term. There there is there are folks within the Democratic Party that absolutely believe the next president of the United States should be a woman. And those folks, their single issue, that shift, while issue-wise is seemingly not obvious on its face, once you throw in gender, some of that shift from Elizabeth Warren to Amy Klobuchar, which I literally saw firsthand in a room, in the caucus room in Iowa, um, is a real thing. So it's the the issues and who the, the actual candidate is as far as who they are demographically, still matters to some folks. And to be clear, Donald Trump being president, as the misogynist that he is, beating Hillary Clinton as the first female candidate at the top of a ticket, still sits with some people very hard. And that may be something that has been overlooked that is pretty obvious uh, as far as the cycle. Aaron, let me ask you, is... Is the woman factor that much of a factor in not only the Democratic primary, but is the woman factor going to be that much of a factor moving into the general? Well, I think, I mean, this is not my opinion, that that most American women are not in favor of Trump as president. I think, personally, um, most women would want a candidate who is going to beat Trump. I think most Democratic voters want a candidate who is going to beat Trump, and that trumps <laughs> gender. So I think if you look at it that way, um, I think there are many voters who that is very important to, who would ordinarily be more aligned with you know an issue voter. But I think given the stakes here and the game being what it is, I think that shapes perhaps the playing field in this regard. Uh, Alan Moore, go ahead. Yeah, I'm thinking about about what what Dan was saying because I, I agree I agree with you Dan that that uh, there there is and I see it in my own household a, a woman factor and 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 a, a desire to 
uh, not just get rid of Trump, but have a first woman president. And you right now we got we've got two women who are still in play, but Warren is declining and Klobuchar is rising. If War, if if Klobuchar should beat Warren in New Hampshire, and and if Warren's money should dry up. Given the very large enterprise that she has built, and she has to start scaling back rather dramatically, I, I think that there there really is a chance that 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 some of the women who really want a woman who were drawn to Warren will transfer that loyalty to the other woman, assuming Klobuchar does does reasonably well and is still uh, and is still involved i think it's a really bernie, interesting factor but bernie bernie has a tremendous young college age young millennial following for women uh i don't disagree with you, that you no know, but what I'm, what I'm saying is is the women factor big enough to trump the bernie factor is it big enough to trump the the I want to say legendary, but that that's not the right word. The traditional uh, Democratic powerhouse that would be, you know, uh, uh, Vice President Biden is. We don't know. I mean, there's a lot of women who like some of these other candidates. I mean, Buttigieg has his female following, and so does Biden. Long-term loyalties. So clearly does Bernie with the young folks, but. But I'm talking about this, the, you know, this segment that that Dan was talking about. The of, now is our time uh, segment. The women who really want a woman, and it's a powerful feeling. And my observation among people that I'm close to, that doesn't mean that all women feel that way. But the, there are thoughtful um, b- w- women who do. And who, does that does that convey to does that convey to money, does that convey to volunteers, boots on the ground? Does is is it that strong that it could help Amy Klobuchar moving into South Carolina and Nevada? Well, that's where it's the 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 proof is in the pudding. So, I mean, Hillary Clinton is it, she's a she's a bad example to go with because the her her primaries were not as contested. Um, well. As far as in the traditional democratic realm, we'll just take the Bernie folks as a, some slightly less traditional democratic activists. Um, in this this time around, you have more a return to normalcy of the mm-hmm. traditional democratic actors, and those folks who show up. A, they don't show up all the time. They're not necessarily as motivated as Team Bernie, but it definitely helps. And. The Klobuchar folks uh, did something on a shoestring budget in Iowa, which should be commended. Yeah, and absolutely. as as Alan correctly pointed out, uh, if if Warren doesn't come out of the suburb of Massachusetts, i.e., New Hampshire, uh, in wow, a, in, I'm going to get a text full of people from New Hampshire in a, calling in, out a suburb. In, in in a well, did you not hear Elizabeth Warren say uh, here I'm in just Massachusetts? Saying, yeah, you're um, not Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> come on, dude. So if she doesn't come out of New Hampshire in a better position than she is. Um, yeah, she's going to be in trouble because of how she built her machine, they... and also b- both the 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 actual machine she has and her her narrative that she built. But how do um, they she's fix? Got a how do they fix the issue? And and again, I I, I want to preface this that I don't I don't have that feeling towards either Klobuchar or Warren, but 
there are many Democrats that I've talked to, mainline Democrats from the Midwest, that basically look at Klobuchar and Warren as Hillary 2.0.1 and 2.0.2, meaning that they're not necessarily that relatable. They're not necessarily that approachable. They don't give the sense of, you know, I want to go all in on this candidate to make her my first woman president. Is that a, is that a true problem? I mean, this is where you have to ask the voters. I I was. I mean, you're I, the Democratic operative. I'm I, the Democratic I, operative, but I'm the Democratic operative who didn't get the Hopi Changey thing from the the last Democratic president that a whole <laughs> bunch of people did. So I I, I, I I am wise enough to know uh, to, to trust. There are things that I don't know that there are people that ha- have opinions and, and takes and that by, I do not necessarily and, hold and, and that can on, actually Dan, win. Dan, put on your woman hat yeah. and help and, and if, all, if, if if only we had a woman in the room okay, so okay, okay, here we go okay no but I mean, but it is worth no- so i mean i've been struggling for like i've been watching elizabeth warren for quite a while and i'm actually was actually quite a fan of hers but the the folks who described elizabeth warren as being shrill on stage i never saw it however after hearing it hearing the statement from many many people fine i have i have to accept that there were people who believe this to, to right. be true even though i do not erin go ahead well, as you know, Justin, and some of you others, that I do spend a lot of my time talking about women in politics right. with other men and women. And two of the observations that I find very interesting about uh, Warren and Klobuchar, respectively, is, you know, getting back to the relatability issue. I think that Warren has always had a relatability issue. Um, this is not my own opinion, but I've heard from many women. Uh, that she's perceived as not very authentic. And I think that women candidates in general have a hard time balancing that, you know, projection of being a powerful candidate and uh, presenting themselves in a way that seems authentic. Um, But I think that Warren rubs a lot of women voters the wrong way in that respect. And in regards to Klobuchar, I, I know that this may be something more uh, widely held in Washington, but I think that a lot of women value fairness and being treated fairly. And I know that you know there are rumors that uh, Klobuchar has an issue with treating her staff, especially junior members of her staff, with equity. And um, I think that also bothers many women and that, that those are going to be issues for yeah. those candidates yeah. moving forward it, with women voters it, specifically right alan you know aaron we when some of those stories about her treatment of staff first emerged it was very distressing for uh, particularly those of us who spent years working as a senate staff person as i did uh, for 15 years and so how somebody treats staff while they're a senator or just a person in life really gets your attention having said that um, and there were some some incidents that were painful for uh, everyone to hear, including for her to hear. Uh, and, and I think, though, she in, in fairness to her, she was listening and reflecting. And she initially was trying to explain herself, saying, I'm a really intense, demanding person and I and I and I work really hard. And sometimes I think I I've I've made the mistake of expecting everybody around me to want something as much as I do, work as hard. And I've been working on that. And the point is uh, that narrative 
popped up. It hung around. There were incidents that were described, and then it went away. And and I have and I pay attention, and I've not seen that stuff other than references to those stories from many months ago. And I'm guessing that uh, that that she took it to heart and probably pulled the people around her and said. I don't want to be that Wait, kind of person. But does, does this have the danger of rearing its ugly head again now that she's on the upswing? Well, I don't know. I don't know what she, how she's treating her people. See, my guess is, um, and, and one of the great measures in the Senate is, what kind of turnover do you have on your staff? And 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 um, the uh, the woman from Maryland, Barbara Mikulski, was was famous. For rapid staff turnover, and, and there were some. Uh, there is in both parties. She was a very <laughs> tough woman. So, <laughs> so you just like that gets your attention. It's like, whoa, okay. Uh, and then there are others with extraordinary longevity. Um, people that you wouldn't. I mean, Chuck Grassley from Iowa has has had some senior staff people who've literally been around thirty years. Yeah. And and it just it, it, it and and I'm not saying that either one of those measures says everything you but, want to know, but they do speak to values, behaviors that you that, that 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 are desirable. I mean, our current president has, I think, the most rapid turnover in the folks around him of any modern right. president, um, which but, we would you know, which is relevant, right? And, but but anyhow, I, I I I think that that particular issue, I'm not saying it goes away. Old stories can come back. New stories can emerge, right, which right. could be very damaging, especially since that's a question that floats around. I don't know how many people actually. Well, I mean, I, I, I've heard some Democrats. I've heard I've heard some Democrats compare this. You know, you know, Klobuchar throwing coffee cups at staffers in the office stuff. Uh, to much like the Mitt Romney, you know, using the binders full of women. Well, that wasn't mistreating anyone. That was just a bad, that was just a bad news, kind of a silly thing. Right, but so, but, but the real issue here, so two things. So there's obviously the substance of the, of the issue, and let's be clear. Politicians are human beings. Every last one of them is flawed. The question is how they publicly— and they have stressful jobs. And, Let's also be clear yes, about that. Yes, politics is hard. Yeah. And, but the question is also how do you deal with those problems when they, when, when they occur? And as Alan has correctly pointed out, yes, that issue had, has come and gone. It has, was dealt with, and seemingly the evidence is already on the table. They handled it well. They handled it properly. Right. That is the error-free baseball. It is not— it's not the campaign's fault that that issue was in the closet and was out there to be come up, but how they dealt with it and resolved it and made it, and made it passed. Yeah, she's still in the race and she's on the way to probably pretty good finish again, in New Hampshire. But again, I go, I go, I do bring want to bring up the point is the error free baseball you were talking about in Iowa. Is that a matter of? You know, they didn't know what they were walking up towards, or was this rather be lucky than good type situation? With I mean, Klobuchar. As, as, as I pointed out before, you can't predict everything. It's how you choose to respond. It's par- it's part of the crucible that is right. th- th- this testing and how we pick our presidents. It, it's an important thing. How so bad? she's done well. You cannot deny that she has done well. Most people did not think she was going to survive this long. Yeah. There were there were candidates that raised $2 billion that, that, that are already gone. It, 
I'm I mean, making a joke already, about Kamala I know, Harris. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, we got that. We got that. The, but, here's, uh, but here's the thing is, she's she's doing more with less. Uh, I believe she's got less money than, than Warren does. She's got less money than Bernie well, and The question Biden. is, what, what does she do with more when she has more, which is seemingly with, if she, with a better performance of what she's going to be turning to? Right. Now, there are plenty of people who, who let it go to their head pretty quickly and squander it. That There's also the, those things have occurred. So We don't uh, want to mention any names, Elizabeth Warren. So yeah, so those kind of flameouts can happen. So Elizabeth, uh, so excuse me, um, Amy Klobuchar is going to have her moment in the sun, and the the, the testing is going right. to get that much more difficult. Aaron, you had uh, well, I I agree with Dan that that obviously we need to stay tuned to how these two female candidates will react and respond and and handle what comes next. Um, and certainly, you know, we have been looking at what they've done in the past, but. You know, I think many voters look at candidates in terms of them, not just as a politician, but as a manager. And obviously, I think some of the dialogue that we had was related to that. But I think, you know, the standards that we place on women managers, and this has been well studied in the business world, are are often different from men. And I think sometimes we have to also catch ourselves in how we evaluate people. Right. In, in regardless of the context, but especially in, in, in a political milieu, um, I think sometimes we we look at certain behaviors as being positive or negative, depending on the gender who it's exhibited by. So it's just something I, I want to throw in for consideration. Yeah. But I think that that definitely shapes the perceptions no. of, of Warren and Klobuchar. No, that's a great point. Um, I, I do want to talk about and and Dan, you can shut this down when it gets too deep. Um. I have to ask about the Biden campaign. The just before I ask this question, let me just be clear. I've been a huge fan of 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 Joe Biden. You know, I I still contend that Uncle Joe should be vice president for life. Uh, but it seems whether you know whether it's the whole impeachment, Barisma, Hunter thing piled on to the stress of running for president it, it it seems that it might be taking a toll on the campaign and his ability to message and message correctly am i misreading this i mean joe biden is who joe biden is uh, you 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 may have made note in his history. He's said things on open mics and occasionally <laughs> gone off script. Um, however, that's also baked into the cake. It's it's part of the Joe Biden charm. The well, I mean, you uh, the, have the, to the, account the, for that as part of the campaign. No, no, you have to account for it. It's part of the t- campaign. He's also seventy seven years old, and this is his fourth run for president. I think he's seventy five. Anyway, so it's uh, as Alan is probably going to reach for his phone to fact check this. Um, God, so, of course, the um, Joe Biden is who Joe Biden is. And how do you respond? Let me just yep. ask this. How do you respond to the commentary that the campaign and Joe himself is coming off the rails? He doesn't have much longer in this in, in this cycle. I don't necessarily think that is true, um, in part because nobody's sh- showing a commanding, uh, and I, I believe the Wikipedia is proving me right. Um, <laughs> oh, anyway, oh, I would right. the, be the 
the nobody has taken a full command of this process yet. Um, traditionally, out of Iowa and New Hampshire, there is somebody on a roll. Uh, we have yet to have that. We have yet to have anyone seemingly breaking 30% anywhere. Uh, and Joe might actually be the first person to do that heading into South Carolina, um, the large African-American vote. That said, with the Bloomberg numbers uh, m creeping up, it might be uh, biting into Biden's numbers. This could go all the way to the convention. Um, with, until, unless somebody takes a truly commanding lead and really starts to roll things out, this is going to be a long, long slog. And it then it's anyone's on, game. Did it strike you as on that, that, that Biden literally went into or hadn't even left Iowa, I believe, when he made the comment is, or no, it was in it was in uh, New Hampshire. Where he said we took a hit in Iowa, and we're going to take a hit in New Hampshire. Uh, I would guess that that's probably not good for fundraising for a political campaign. Is it also doesn't is, help. is he starting to see reality it, in some aspects? It, it doesn't help things when you lie to people either. So I, I get it, but I'm just saying. You know, I, I I read about that comment, and then I and because I missed because I drew a lot of the cycle because I, I know I missed because I I missed the debate itself, and then I saw the comment, and it and it and it was I thought it was way overblown by the press because he said, you know, we really took a hit in Iowa, and we will probably. You know, we'll probably have a problem here. He didn't say he didn't use the same phrase. We're probably going to have some challenges here, which everybody knew, everybody understood, and I didn't see it as some major concession. Uh, the way some of the press commented. Now, it, it it it's maybe more important the way it was played than what was actually said. But when I when I saw it, because I when the, the first reports were kind of conceded New Hampshire, I thought, well, that's kind of strange. And then I saw it, and I thought, yeah, it just. It fit the moment. Oh, yeah. in, I mean, in, I mean, in his judgment. exact quote was, "We took a hit in Iowa. We're probably going to take a hit in New Hampshire." It's very simple, but as you pointed well, out, well, then, he, he, then he, he, he he pointed out the fact that he says, "Look, we're getting ready for South Carolina. We're getting ready for Nevada." Well, he said also, he said, "We'll probably take a hit here." I mean, you got two two senators on the stage who live next door, and 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 he. So yeah, he, he elaborated. He elaborated just a little bit. That's and true. I thought it's, but but, but and again, it's also a way of adjusting the expectation game. Now it's worth noting, as you correctly said, the press doesn't always buy what you're laying down, and the question is: the story tomorrow is if Elizabeth Warren finishes in a distant third or fourth. Or fourth. Um, what that means since, yeah, that is her backyard. Bernie's so, backyard is apparently being more friendly to Bernie than Elizabeth Warren's backyard is to to her. So right. that media narrative could spell something and there, different. And there's, two other, there's two other topics I want to hit before we, we, we finish up this episode because uh, obviously we've blown through the break. The, the first one is um, the Mayor Pete phenomenon. One... What is it, Alan, about a gay married lieutenant, JAG officer from the Navy who has served in a con theater of combat that becomes that comes back to his hometown of South Bend, Indiana, becomes the mayor of, you know, maybe a a second class sized city. I mean, we're not talking. This isn't Chicago. This isn't Atlanta. This isn't New York. This is South Bend, Indiana. How does he get the? How does he get from that 
all the way to now people are giving him a serious look. He pulled out the win in Iowa, and now New Hampshire, I've seen him in either first or second place. One, no offense, Dan, but one, he's in a weak field. Two, he's smart, he's quick, he's he's attractive, Funny. he's extremely articulate, yeah. and and so he's this this not just fresh face because he's young, but he's new and different. But he makes a lot of sense. Three, he is gaining money from. I, I'm I'm convinced. I haven't looked at the data. Um, but f- from the 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 ever growing LGBT living and supporting world that says it's time, almost like with with Obama, it's time right. for for uh, for but, an African American. It's time for a woman. It's time for uh, a, 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 a gay, gay person gay president. and pour in the money. And there's there's a so, there's a I, I'm convinced there's a fair amount of money that's that's associated but, um, with that. And then the the there, there's all this ridicule of him running a, a, a city of a hundred thousand. Well, the, the advertisement and being that a came mayor, out. being a mayor for eight years of a of a city in modern times in the midwest that's of a 100,000 people 100,000 people that that that's been hit hard by by change in the american uh, yeah. economy is not nothing it's right. significant hands-on local uh, experience um and and although the you know the national politicians would like what? to poke fun right. put it down etc you're in charge. Well, that's that's what surprised me is you know everybody was jumping on. I mean, I, the 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 comment about or the uh, what was it the advertisement the anti uh, Mayor Pete advertisement that said oh the the greatest thing he ever did was pick different colors for the river and the bridge. Uh, that is is that type of approach saying hey here's this young gay hick from South Bend. Ooh, what does ooh, he know? Ooh. What? No, no. Nobody in Democratic politics is is, is going to say anything about his sexuality in a negative way. Yeah. So, so let's. I'm not, let's no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying Democrats. I'm saying. Well, at the, at, the, at the moment, we're talking about the Democratic well, primary. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm just yeah. referring to his electability. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, you're also talking but, about but, an ad that yeah. Joe Biden put forward. Right, right. In, yeah. So, so, I will say, I will say that the, the, the ad was ill-advised. Yeah, yeah. But um, let me re, let me rephrase. The, but you understand that where I'm going with this is: can he overcome the ta- you know taking away? Just talking about the Democrats right now, the Hick mayor from the Midwest. Again, uh, the the mayor of a city of a hundred and something thousand. Klobuchar did the same attack too. Well, there. Shockingly enough, everyone wants to win, and in order to win, sometimes you got to take votes from the other guy, and sometimes to take votes from the other guy, you got to hit him. So that's that's part of that. So So, we were reacting both to the gay reference, but also the hick reference. He's no hick. Nobody's calling him a hick. The guy went to Harvard. He was a Rhodes Scholar. So he. what, What they're doing is trying to put him down as inexperienced Correct. because he only was mayor Look, of a medium-sized small town. He also town. has, you know, 
street cred in terms of his military experience and, you know, foreign policy. He is the only veteran in the, I mean, in the field. I think that's not to be ignored. And, and, and as you point out, Justin, you know, he's the only, you know, he's the only veteran in the, in the field. So I, I think that that, that you know, and, and, and I, I just personally, you know, thinking of him, you know, a lot of the images of him, you know, serving in Afghanistan really stand out in my mind. And I think that's something and, that, that voters do appreciate. And, 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 let's, and let's be clear, the, the, the tone of the advertisement with the the colors and the river and the bridge, uh, the tone that Klobuchar took on stage regarding his experience in government, it was kind of saying, they may not say the words hick mayor from the Midwest, the undertones I, I, I think you're, I, I think you're carrying your own baggage this fight, Why? Dustin. Yep. So, no, I, I, did you watch? Did you watch the debate? I absolutely watched the did debate. Did you not watch the, the Amy Klobuchar's comments about it? Amy, I, I'm the person who said on the show the Amy Klobuchar line about watching cartoons rather than watching the, the impeachment trial was a dig at his age and his inexperience. There is no, nothing to imply he's a hick. And nobody who's ever talked to him would buy that if you if, if you actually more, argued that. More that he was kind of childlike in terms of the cartoon he's, reference. He's 38. And <laughs> no, I know, but in terms of that attack, quote unquote. Anyway, he, he would be, not, not that, he that would be by that. far the youngest president ever. That's true. <laughs> Bare, well, only three years into anyway, being eligible but, to be president. So the bottom, the, the bottom line here is, is America ready to elect a gay president? Because I've had this discussion with a lot of people. They sit there and they say, well, it's different than 2008 whenever we said, well, we'll never elect a black president. And as you put it, Dan, the Hopi Changey thing really kind of took off and we elected a black president. Do we see Hopi Changey thing happening here? Well, it's, it, it's never going to happen until it happens. So there's always somebody that's got to be the first. I mean, my argument against Mayor Pete, well, again, I've there's no denying his success should actual, absolutely be credited to go from being a small-town mayor in Indiana to being a presidential frontrunner is something worthy of taking note. And to his credit, there is clearly some political skill will, that this man brings to the table. I will, I will, I will tell you what, what, what gets me. And, and, and let me, let me, can, can I finish the point? Yeah, yeah. There, is also, there, there, there is also the big question, and while I am all about somebody who brings something different to the table, it is a huge leap from the mayor of South Bend Indiana to President of the United States, even surrounded by so, the best and brightest, which inevitably somebody you know, you know would this, be. You know it is a as, huge jump. You know, you know what this strikes me as, and this is why I kind of like. This is why I I, I I'm like gonna go out on a limb and say, South Bend, Indiana doesn't have a whole lot of major international security issues. I, 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 well, hold on, hold on. You, you know what this is? Is I like the Harry Truman esque aspect of this. You, you know, Harry Truman goes from a haberdasher in. Congress, the Senate, to Vice President, to to uh, to the presidency, and, and when he was picked as Vice President, they downplayed him. As, they gave FDR a whole bunch of crap, saying, "Why did you pick this guy, this Midwestern, and I'm going to use the term hick, to be your number two in the most powerful office in the country?" And an argument that was much more credible against Harry Truman than it is against. Mayor Pete. Mayor right. Pete. I, I, Harry I, Truman I like, didn't finish college. I, but Justin, I like, let me give you some advice. What? This hick thing, run from it. I need to drop it. I'm not going to run from it. It just makes you look narrow-minded and, and ignorant. That's all. I'm well, trying to help you out here, man. I'm trying well, to help you out. That's your opinion. That is, but I. that's why I'm sharing it with you. I don't think you're helping yourself. I appreciate it. But the thing about it is I like the fact that 
that it's Harry Truman-esque. I like the fact that it's, uh, you know, he's coming from the it's Midwest. It's not Harry Truman-esque. Why? Harry Truman was far poorer than, than Mayor Pete was, is. There's, you don't see any similarity with him just coming out. A haberdasher for somebody compared to some guy who's a consultant at McKinsey? Wildly different backgrounds. Now, you got a point there. You got a point there. As well as he doesn't there. have a lot of dough. He's the poorest guy on the stage. The poorest as guy on the stage. Effectively but, pointed but, out. But if, if you want to compare poor to poor, Harry Truman was poor before he entered public office, was poor while his entire time in public office, and he was poor after public office, so much so that... John F. Kennedy had to give him a loan in his retirement because there was no presidential pension at the time. That's true. That is true. Aaron. I mean, Pete Buttigieg has an amazing education, as I, I know was briefly referenced. I mean, I think he's the only political candidate that can actually intelligibly, intelligibly speak a foreign language, you know. Um, I believe it's seven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, he learned he's Norwegian because he wanted to learn how to read their books. Yeah, I mean, he's he's clearly very erudite. And I, I think that's not as, you know, Harry Truman-esque. But I, I just want to touch on the, the gay uh, electability factor. And, you know, when we look back at, you know, electability, I just want to briefly cite a Gallup poll who uh, has been monitoring U.S. support for legal same-sex marriage since 1996 which started out at 27% of Americans supported gay marriage. It's now gone up to 67% as of last year. And, uh, you know, it's been hovering. moved at lightning speed. It, yeah. I mean, that's yep. it's remarkable. So, I mean. If, is, is that the Mayor Pete effect? Oh, it's, no. it, it, it's the will and grace effect. It's, I mean, I think well, it's just become it's, part of— And it's of, the legalized gay marriage effect. It's right. the Supreme Court decision of, effect. Yeah, and culture. Right. It's I the mean, young people coming along open to it effect because yeah, there's, there's still the, a demo, huge demographics age difference. Destiny. Right. Yep. right. Yeah, I mean, so over two-thirds of Americans, you know, support, you know, gay marriage. So clearly two-thirds of Americans don't necessarily have a problem with him being gay is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, you know, fair. it's it, and, and, and one more thing that when Dan was saying that, you know, the problem is when you're a mayor of a, of a town of 100,000, how ready are you to be president? But uh, we, we don't know. Look who our A, our current president is. Uh, he, he got elected because right. that's the thing. But look who else is on the stage. You've you've got in, in terms of foreign policy, for example. Mm-hmm. Beyond beyond Biden, who chaired the Foreign Relations right. Committee and was 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 a vice president and, and doing a lot, the rest of the group, yes, they've got some senators up there, but that doesn't mean they're ready. This is a really really big job, and uh, and people get prepared in different ways, as Barack Obama showed, right. um, community organizer, state legislator, right. and a kind of a lucky accident senator right. becomes president. It's all yeah. about the personal narrative. Yeah. We'll see. We're going to keep an eye on it. We'll talk about New Hampshire. We'll talk about the Democratic race coming up in future weeks. On behalf of Dan Lipner, Alan Moore, Aaron Harbaugh, uh, Maddie the producer, or Maddie the engineer, Emma the producer, Charlie, our host and proprietor, and working the boards for us. Uh, you can follow us on our website, backroompolitics.org. Uh, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention Rich Rubino. The reason why he's not here today, he is in New Hampshire, actually in the uh, throes of Radio Row and the caucuses. Uh, you can download us as your favorite podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Apple, uh, TuneIn Radio, you name it. We're kind of a big deal now. And you can also check out our patron page coming up 
in the next week or so. Hey, have a great week, America. See you. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.